Well, thank you for coming to uh, the hills to spend part of your Christmas Eve with us. And thank you for all of you that are watching online around the world. I know that the holidays are a very busy time, and especially today and tomorrow are full of important things for you to do with family and friends. But you chose to spend part of this time reflecting on the reason why we even have a Christmas season. You made the decision to come and to worship and to remember the story that changed the world. So I want to thank you for being here. This is a house of worship. I'm a minister of the Word, so it's my responsibility to teach truth. And sometimes the way you teach truth is you confront error. So I'm going to confront some Christmas error right now. I'm going to do so by taking a poll, and I need some audience participation. So here's the first question. Real tree or fake tree? What does God want you to do? How many of you have a real tree for Christmas this year? Hold up your hand. How many of you have a fake tree? Okay. The correct answer is real tree. So if you have a fake tree, we have prayer teams down front afterwards dismissed and you can come forward. We will minister to your lost soul. Okay. So next question, animated Grinch or Jim Carrey? Who's the best Grinch? How many say animated Grinch? Hold up your hand. How many say Jim Carrey? Hold up your hand. The correct answer is animated Grinch. However, we all agree that Jim Carrey should have got an Oscar for Best Actor that year. Okay, for dinner tomorrow, should Christmas dinner be ham or turkey? Who says ham? Hold up your hand for ham. Who says turkey? Hold up your hand for turkey. The correct answer is chicken fried steak. Because that is what my grandmother always made for Christmas dinner with a huge bowl of cream gravy, which all Texans know is one of the four basic food groups. Okay, here's a question. When should you do your Christmas shopping? Should you do it in the peace of your home on Cyber Monday with no stress? Hold up your hand. Okay, how many of you are hoping I don't preach too long because you've got to go out and finish your Christmas shopping? Okay, correct answer. It doesn't matter when you do your Christmas shopping, as long as you buy your pastor a really nice present. Okay, what should you drink at Christmas, regular eggnog or spiked eggnog? <laughs> well, wait, 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 I don't want to know. I just take that, I take that question back. I, I really don't want to know what you think about that one. Okay, last question. Best Christmas special, Rudolph or Charlie Brown Christmas? Who says Rudolph? Who says Charlie Brown? The correct answer is Charlie Brown Christmas. As I am about to explain. Because it almost never made it to the t TV screen. The Coca-Cola people approached Charles Schultz about doing an animated Christmas special in 1965. He had just a few weeks to get it together, just a few months and a small budget to put something together. The network signed on for it a couple of weeks before it was to air. They saw it. And the network executives hated it. They thought it would be a disaster for several reasons. For one, uh, there was no laugh track. Uh, they didn't use typical Christmas music, but they had kind of a jazzy music background. 
They did something that had never been done in animation. They used actual children to be the children's voices, when before they'd always used adult actors for children's voices in animation. But that's not even what made them the most nervous. What made them the most nervous was a scene that Schultz refused to take out. If you recall, Charlie Brown is upset about the commercialization of Christmas. And he isn't... uh, He's frustrated by the ability to communicate. And finally, at a school play, he screams, Does anyone know what Christmas is all about? And Linus stepped forward and says, I know, Charlie Brown. And here's the scene that made the network executives nervous. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. They were going to just cancel the whole show, but they'd already told everybody it was going to be on. So they went ahead expecting the worst. They'd never had such an overtly religious scene in a Christmas special before. What happened? 50% of the TVs in America tuned into Charlie Brown. It won an Emmy. It won a Peabody. Because Charles Schultz understood something. He understood that to really grasp what Christmas is about, you have to understand the very first Christmas song. When the angels burst out in praise and said, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, Peace to those on whom His favor rests. You see, Christmas is celebrating the fact that God is returning the favor. Now, favor sounds like preferential treatment, so the question you've got to ask is, who is who? Who is this whom that favor is being granted to? Well, I would say first, that whom is anyone going through tough times? Because a few days of celebrating doesn't change the truth that most days are pretty hard. And some of you are probably ready for 2016 to be over. You might feel like the lady that wrote Santa and said, Santa, this year for Christmas, I want a lean tummy and a fat bank account. And don't get it backward like you did last year. (laughs) These shepherds knew about tough times. They were considered the lowest class of Jewish society. It was child's work. If you were a shepherd, you were unskilled. You were uneducated. You were unfavored. If you were an adult and you were getting work as a shepherd, you are going through a tough time. And yet it was to the shepherds that God gave the very first birth announcements. As if heaven was saying, you guys are some of my favorites. You see, that night didn't change their circumstances. 
What had changed was their spirit. Because they realized they mattered to God. People that typically were ignored, that never were given favor, were favorites to heaven. See, Christmas is especially for you who in life isn't especially awesome. If that is you, then you are the whom to whom God says you matter. I notice you have most favored status in heaven. And whom is also everyone who longs for peace. Because have you noticed that a lot of people didn't get that email about peace on earth? Can I give you some advice tomorrow? Don't play Monopoly. Did you know 51% of all Monopoly games end in a quarrel? That's why the makers of Monopoly, I'm not making this up, they have set up a hotline from December 24th to December 26th so you can call because families fight over who knows the rules and they can solve your problems. It's like the guy who went in to get a skin tag taken off his neck and this burly nurse comes out and says, first door on the left, take off all your clothes. But ma'am, I, I just came to get a skin tag taken off my First door on your left, take off all your clothes. But ma'am, I just came. Don't make me tell you again to go down that hall. First door on the left, take off your clothes. So he goes down the hall in the first door on the left. There's a guy sitting there in his underwear. He says, man, that nurse is mean. He says, tell me about it. I'm just a UPS driver. I mean, <laughs> you notice that a lot of people just seem to be mad. Something about this world isn't right. You see, this world is God's world. And God made it for shalom. God made it for peace. And something is disturbing this peace. This world, the way it is, is not the way it was meant to be. And so for peace to come back to the earth, a Savior had to come from heaven. Because the absence of peace is due to the presence of sin. We disobeyed God. We turned our back on Him. And what's happened? You know what I'm about to say is true. We've disturbed, we've, we've unsettled ourselves, we've disturbed peace with God, with each other, even within our own spirit. And so Jesus came. It was God's peace initiative. And He came in a body, and He lived a sinless life, but He died a sinful death. And they put Him in a tomb, but He came out of that tomb alive. And sin's curse was broken. And what began then to spread across the earth was the promise that a peace was coming. That someday peace is going to cover the earth again. But God is saying, you don't have to wait for Jesus to come back to have that peace. That peace can rule your heart right now. Because whom is somebody who's tired of being afraid? So I heard about the little boy getting ready for the Christmas pageant. He had just one line. He was an angel. It is I. Don't be afraid. It is I. Don't be afraid. He practiced over and over with his mother. Then came the night of the Christmas show. He walked out on the stage. He got stage fright and said, it is me and I'm scared. <laughs> I have never seen a year like 2016 where fear was peddled. Every day. On the talk shows, in the newspapers, at the water cooler. What if this? What if they? What if that? And it did none of us a favor. But you see, fear can only exist if something you're counting on to give you security is threatened. 
And that's why there's a brilliant moment in Charlie Brown Christmas that you may have missed. So watch Linus one more time and see if you catch it. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Did you notice? Did you notice that Linus dropped his blanket? His security blanket. That thing that always made him feel safe. He dropped it. And when did he drop it? He dropped it exactly when he said, Fear not. As if to say, if this story is true, and if God really is among us in the person of Jesus, we don't have to live that fear narrative anymore. You can let go of that blanket, that thing that you're using to cope with life that is scary and hard. You can let go of it if you really believe that God is here and He's never going to let go of us. That doesn't mean we don't still recognize the terrors in the world. It means we're not controlled by them anymore. It means the dominant, most favorite emotion in our life is not fear, it is joy. Because the birth of Jesus has birthed something in us. He entered a womb and he left a tomb. For whom? And the whom is you and me. So this year at Christmas, what if you embraced your most favored status? Because see, Christmas is still coming. What Jesus started is still happening. That's why I love the story about Father O'Malley up in Boston. He had just done a whole day of Christmas Eve services for his parish. He's driving home and his car's kind of weaving and a policeman pulls him over. And the policeman recognized Father O'Malley. He also recognized the empty bottle in the floorboard. He says, Father, have you been drinking? Father O'Malley said, only water, my son. And the cop said, well, then why do I smell wine? And Father O'Malley said, praise God, he's done it again. <laughs> And Jesus is still doing it. We don't sing the Lord was come. We sing the Lord is come. That God is with us. We don't need those blankets anymore. We gather to remind each other that God is here. That nothing has to steal our joy. And that the way things are is not the way things will stay. Because what God launched at Jesus' first appearing is going to be completed at His next appearing. Fear will end. Love will win. And peace will cover the earth. Because God is returning the favor. So we have to decide what story and what narrative are we going to lean into. The story that says be afraid and grab a blanket. Or the story that says, let go. Jesus is here. And peace has come. I think about that tension. When I think about the story behind one of my very favorite Christmas songs. It was 1863. When a young man named Charlie Appleton Longfellow. 
left home without telling his father to go join President Lincoln's Union Army. He didn't tell his father, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the famous poet, because he knew his father would say no. You see, his father was in deep grief. Two years earlier, he had lost his beloved wife. Her dress had caught on fire. She died from the burns, and he, in trying to help put out the fire, had a face so badly scarred, he grew a long beard to cover up the scars on his face. So Charlie didn't tell his dad. He just left. That was in March. On December 1st, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow got a telegram. Charlie had been shot. Bullet had gone through his chest. Nicked his spine. He got on a train, went down to Washington, D.C., arrived on December 3rd. Charlie arrived on December 5th. The surgeon said, he's in a long, long recovery. He may walk again, he may not. We don't know. And so there he was. On December 25th, a man who's lost his wife by the bed of the sun that may not walk again. And he heard bells. The churches were ringing the bells saying, come to church, it's Christmas Day. The choirs were singing, peace on earth. And Longfellow was wrestling with what he hears and what he sees. He had to decide which story he was going to believe the most. And so he wrote a poem that became a song. And my favorite part is this. Then told the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail. Peace on earth. It's a good song. Let it bless you right now.
So you have to pick a story. You have to pick a song. You have to decide which way the world is going. Did you ever notice what Linus does at the end of the Charlie Brown Christmas special? He takes his blanket and he wraps it around the tree and he leaves it there. As if to make a statement, if this story is true, I don't need my old securities anymore. God with us is enough. And I think it's true. I think you're here because you want to believe it's true too. And we join a chorus. A chorus of angels that saw what God was doing in Jesus. And they could not contain their praise. And they began to sing, Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest.